Welcome back, welcome back. It's Dizzle on the Budget Podcast. This is Dizzle Almighty with the lovely Bam, the beautiful Bam. How mm-hmm. you doing today? Thank you, baby. What's up, y'all? I'm doing well. How about you? I'm highly blessed and favored. That's <laughs> all I can say. Uh, we're here again with spectacular news. Yes. The last episode, you was pregnant. Woo. Big as a watermelon. And now... You ain't pregnant. Thank God for that. <laughs> How does it feel? It feels amazing to finally have her here. Let's talk about that process. That was a that was a different process for both of us. It really was. So, you know, you guys don't know me, but our four-year-old was born via C-section. If you don't know what that means, they had to cut her out the womb. So she came out the sunroof. Yeah. Out the sunroof. <laughs> out the sunroof. <laughs> <laughs> She didn't come out <laughs> down there. So we went for an experience called VBAC. And what is VBAC? VBAC is a vaginal birth after a C-section. So I had to pussy. Yeah. She, she, this Tegan didn't come out the sunroof. She came out, out the, the chute. <laughs> yeah. That was my first time seeing it. So that was a hell of a, hell of a experience there. Oh, definitely a, a complete experience. Like I didn't experience labor or half the things I experienced this pregnancy. So it was it was very, very life changing, earth shattering. But overall, great. You know, I didn't get cut. Thank God, and she's here, healthy, beautiful. It's just if you if you are having kids or pregnant and you've been through what I've been through with the C section, I definitely urge you to find a doctor that supports and will at least support you in your decision to try and will support your decision all the way because it is a life-changing experience and I think every woman who feels like your body failed you it don't, it didn't fail you but we can take that you know we feel that way so if you ever feel like you want to try go for it I did it she was eight pounds 11 ounces 19 inches go for it I've seen everything and uh that's a it's a hell of an experience, man. I tell you that much. Uh, yeah, we'll never forget that moment. Ever. That was my first one out of this my fourth kid, and you gave me something I've never seen before. Oh, how does that make you feel, baby? Uh, you kept telling everybody, "Well, he ain't passed out." Not saying that I wasn't gonna pass out, <laughs> but my legs buckled a little bit. But you did not pass out, and I was very proud of you because you was right there when I needed it because I was going to punch that nurse. In the face. Man, it was it, it was a definite experience to 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 see all of that. But for you, how is it having coming from one child? Now you have two. We have two here. So going from a one-child household 24-7 to a two-child household. Um, surprisingly, so far, it hasn't. It's been pretty smooth because, you know, we're just chilling. Baby's just now getting here. No work for a few weeks, thank God. Yes, sir. Um, it's a little challenging with our four-year-old. I was, you know, letting everybody use the excuse of a new baby, you know, but no, nah, I, think, I think Kennedy's just, you know, I think she's just she just can't. She's just can't. She's a good mixture of her father. Yeah. My pops are 
It's okay. We're going to whip her back into shape. She just, she you heard what she said, whip her back into shape. You know it. She's just, you know, so she loves her sister. She loves being a big sister. It's just, she wants to do schoolwork when she wants to, don't want to do homework, and now wants to be very social at school. But, you know, she going to get right. She ain't got a choice because I'm, I'm dad and whoop her ass. <laughs> but I can't do it. I, I so technically, yeah. I'm mama whoop ass. Yeah, you whoop, you mama whoop ass. When I get all the energy I can back. Yeah, just to let y'all know, this is me and Bam's second child. Yes. But I have four all together, which means I have three girls, one boy. Yes. My oldest daughter whooped her once. Second daughter, which is our daughter, uh, haven't really, she's four, so haven't really, really had a you know, give her a big kid ass whooping. She got half of that for me. But uh, <laughs> my son, Caden, he definitely got some ass whoopings in his day. Ooh. And I'm going to continue it to the end of time. So, but it's just, I don't know. I have a thing with whooping girls because I'm a male. I don't, you don't know how strong you are or whatever. And it's, in the day world we live in, people take shit and turn it around. And I never want that to happen because I'm not that type of guy. Well, I definitely understand that part of the situation, especially when it comes to whooping girls. Like, you don't want something to get kids taught. And a lot of times when they're saying things... They get misconstrued. Yeah. Just like, you know, when our daughter came home from school and said the little girl was on the bench, it sounded like she called her a bitch. You know? (laughs) Some stuff is just... It's going to get lost in translation. So I definitely understand and respect not wanting to whoop her because you don't want her to go to school and say something completely different and then they be looking at us and no we don't need all that so me i am i have always been the type to be a disciplinarian um i whooped my little sister growing up and <laughs> going through school people used to always call me mom and i'm their age or younger so i've always had that spirit in me i don't i don't mind a little whoop ass you know sometimes you need a little whoop ass in your life so if you're wondering what our daughter said, you tell me what she said. My radio bitch her entire shit. <laughs> I don't know. What she was saying was a little girl, I don't know how to say her name, went to the bench to tie her shoe. She's four and she was upset about the fact, because I, you know, before daddy came in and recorded, I had her say it to me several times and I was trying to understand. She was upset that she's four as well and don't know how to tie her shoes, but the other little girl ties her shoes. Right. Just a little back back history on that. But it sounded like she said that bitch was over there tying her shoes. <laughs> that was sound like. So let me ask you this. With you now being a mother and you went through that experience, because mm-hmm. this is what I was thinking of having a V back or whatever, or even with our first daughter, um, for the life of me. I couldn't understand why some men would want to miss that experience. I've been blessed enough to witness four beautiful spirits into this world. But a lot of men don't even, they don't want nothing to do with that. So for you, you had me there both times. Both times. Would, would it be would it be easier? Would it be harder if you didn't have that moral support there going through what you went through this time 
Oh, most definitely. Because for one, like some men aren't there, they're absent altogether. Some men are there, um, especially I've heard crazy things from my groups, um, you know, social media, where men are asking their spouses, partners, you know, to just get a repeat C-section because it's taking too long or, you know, they're favoring their thoughts above the process over everything. And I'm like, dude, do you not know what we go through as women? Like poke them prod getting blood taken constantly. We constantly test testing our urine, like we some junkies or some shit. Mm-hmm. We get big, we feel ugly. We we, you know, well, some people feel like they, you know, beautiful. But me, I know it's it's, it's different for everybody. You feel yeah. big, you feel bloated, you're and then towards the end, you're constantly getting checked. People opt out of those cervical checks, but you're constantly getting checked. Like it, it's a lot that goes through with it. And whether you're cut or you push, I've done both. You need that more support. Like, I had an epidural and that epidural failed, y'all. Like, for one, I got stuck about four or five five times to get that needle in my back. Yeah, it was a lot. And I know they normally say it's not supposed to hurt, but that hurt. And during contractions, like, first time going through contractions and stuff like that, full blown contractions. So it's like that experience, and then for it to fail, and I felt everything in the end. It was just, you might as well say, I pretty much went natural. <laughs> but to not have you there, I think it would have been very upsetting and emotional. Like, I know mm-hmm. my mom was like, you know, I know if, if you weren't there, thank God you was, or if I had to be put in situations that other young ladies are in, that I could use my mom, but that's not. It's different. Did you press it? But it's different. Very different. Like, me personally, I just don't need my mom all up in my business. You birthed it. That's that's you. You don't even see that monkey right now. No, we we we. You ain't what we ain't. What, I've been potty trained since I was one years old. I don't need you down there in my business no more. That would be a little weird. Yeah. So I mean, she's she's been to my aunt's birth. You know, all, all her right. kids, and I know she appreciated that. But I'm not my aunt. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't want you in my my whole house. You know, we got this. I just say for all y'all, young niggas, old niggas. Men, no matter what color, creed, faith, step no matter, up, step it up, be there. Because after seeing all of that, I saw that my wife really needed my moral support. Even though I had my moments where my anxiety kicked in, and you know, I don't do I hospitals. I wanted to kick him out the room. I don't do hospitals <laughs> at all. I can't stand hospitals. Like it, I don't know what it is. My anxiety started messing up and. Yeah, so, and I apologize for it, but you know, I was there from beginning to end. That's an experience me and you would never, ever forget. And then, especially with the end part, it definitely mattered because, as I stated, one, you got a whole bunch of nurses in there and she pooped in her water, so it was extra people in the room. Right. So, you got all these women yelling in your face, telling you to push at me. I, I'm, I'm asthmatic. I don't like when I can't breathe. So towards the very end, they wouldn't let me take another breath. She was yelling in my face. I was yelling back and I happened to just look and see my husband. Had I not seen him, I would have punched that nurse in the face. Same, my little goofy ass. Oh, that nurse was sent to get it. I just, God spared her. She apologized once it was all over. And I told her, you know, I yelled at you too, but she just don't know. She was gonna get bopped. <laughs> but I told you this before. Every child that I've seen birth, soon as they come out they give you this look mm-hmm. like 
Nigga, that's what I've been seeing. Been hearing this all nine months. Nigga, this goofy ass nigga. But did she give you that look? She had a whole bunch of people. Nah, yeah. nah, nah, she didn't. But the other three did. That's why I got a beef with them every time I see them. Well, I talk shit to them. Well, I, to <laughs> my experience with, with our first one, I think it was more so because she ran back up and they right. had to jump on the table on me to push her down. I don't, I don't, I don't want to say she gave you that look per se. I want to say she was giving it to the doctor's like, bitch, you jumping on me to get me? <laughs> Why are you trying to pull me <laughs> But, I mean, I'll be there for your spouse, but I think you also want to see your child being brought into this world. Like, right. their first breath, their first cry, their first... They, they opened their eyes pretty quick. Like, I didn't go through any of this with um, our first one. They took her straight to the NICU. There was no bonding in the beginning. I didn't get to see her until the next day, and it was almost over. It was 8 o'clock. I gave birth Sunday night, didn't get to see her till eight o'clock Monday night. So, right. you know, it's a it's a very different experience when people don't realize, but you really ought to cherish it. So let me ask you this: I know we had conversations before, baby girl got here. Uh, you a mama bear? You protecting your cub? And mm-hmm. me too. I'm Papa Bear. I want to protect my cub, but you physically was responsible for her for nine months, mm-hmm. and I was responsible making sure y'all ate you know everything was good with you to make sure you progressed the right way mm-hmm. but i remember we had conversations like the world we in now is scary Very. because you can't have too many people around like the kids are going they're in school like so it's like do do you quarantine yourself away from everybody and just stay in a bubble, which we can't do. Physically, we can't do that. Still got to go to work. But how are you dealing with that? Knowing that, okay, because I've been thinking about this. How can we deal with that anxiety of protecting our children through this pandemic still? It's like we're going through phase two of this pandemic now. We are. So me personally, with the way things are for me, you know, I, I work from home. So only time I left the house was to take and pick up baby girl from school. Um, I trust her school. There are no questions with masks. It's mandated. And I appreciate that, you know, they have their own personal little wipes and stuff. They have their own personal crayons and stuff. Like everything is personalized where nobody can, you know, cross it, cross contamination with bringing baby, new baby girl home, I don't mind quarantining. I don't think that everybody's gonna respect that, but you know, it's just just me. I I don't mind everybody not being able to come over here for a few weeks or months because she does not have an immune system. Right. It's my job to protect her. She don't get to get all these, a lot of shots she won't be able to get until she's bigger. So it's my job to do what it takes to protect her. And I know people want to see her, but you should ask. Right. And, you know, I don't, I mean, some people will, and I don't think some people, some people will ask and some people won't. They just gonna feel like they just, they can just do that. Right. And I don't like it, but Sometimes that's just something we have to talk about as husband and wife, you know, but I feel like that you should ask and see if it's okay. See how our anxiety level is because my anxiety is very up. You got, we're past COVID-19 y'all. 
COVID-19 don't matter no more because it's pretty much like the common cold or the flu. You got this Mu, you got Delta, it's wiping out children. It's, it's too much going on. We don't know where everybody be. Like you said, we have to go to work. We don't know where our coworkers be when we go out. We're trusting the fact that, okay, I have to do this for myself, wash my hands, wear my mask, do this down the third. And pe- some people don't like it. They look at us like we're aliens. You go to the grocery store, you got people that's not wearing masks and they look at you like you the problem. Right. But at the end of the day, I got to do what I got to do to protect my two. Like, right. especially her, she's the smallest. She don't have anything to protect her but me. Yeah. So. You know, that's true. And you, but I mean, I just say I put my faith in the Almighty Man upstairs that He'll keep us safe or whatever. I'm gonna get my second shot finally. Mm -hmm. I'm going to get my first. Right. And as against it as I was, it's like shit the back against the wall now. Right. But yeah, I'm a. Second shot hopefully won't be that bad. You getting your first one. It ain't that bad. Your first one. Yeah, I mean, I gotta do what I gotta do, especially listening to you listen to the radio and you hear those good morning show talks, like they give you a lot of perspective. And our kids are what's important. No, I don't do no traveling, go nowhere, all that stuff, but our kids are who we gotta protect. And if they can't get these vaccines and we may not even want them to get these vaccines. We're taking. But it's coming though. Yeah. It's coming. Some but, countries are doing two and up. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> let me get vaccinated first. Let me. Let me. I mean, we'll we'll talk and work on that. My goodness, like. Yeah. Two and up. Two and up. I don't. I just. I don't. Yeah. Two and up. Mm. Nah, um, I think, and then um, that, that's too. Let me get it first, and you know, we'll we'll discuss and go from there when we come to. Well, we, of course, we know Tegan can't get it anytime soon, but right. we'll discuss on where we go from. Well, if they do five and up, you know, there is no discussion to be had this year. <laughs> but two and up, we'll we'll talk about that as parents and see what we think is best. Because, you know, your bloodline, for some reason, has on these wonderful immune systems. So I'm just praying that that immune system that you have keeps running through those beautiful little veins. And- Knock on wood, Lord willing. Yeah, yeah. So speaking of the vaccine, uh, we had certain celebrities that has been talking shit about the vaccine. Right. That's their right. That's their opinion. Of course. Uh, I don't know why Nicki Minaj... Buster Rhymes. It's other celebrities, but those two stand out the most because they voice their opinion on a national platform. Mm-hmm. Um, Nicki Minaj was saying, you know, she's not getting it. She's done further research about it. And one of her friends, friends was about to get married and got the shot, both doses, I guess, and his balls got big. They were swollen. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, and I just seen what Dr. Fauci said. He said, "I guarantee the shot did not make his balls make his well. balls big. So whatever he whatever pack he got, <laughs> he didn't get it from the shot. <laughs> whatever whatever shit he didn't call, he didn't get it from the shot. I mean, my thing is, I get you know everybody has their opinions. That's that's your God given right. 
you know, it's, it's, I feel you. Feel how you feel. Say what you feel. You know, that's fine. But when you're on a huge platform like that, and you have a lot of people that are is easily influenced by what you say, some things you kind of need to just let go or keep to yourself. Because my thing is, that's how you feel. And people may be straddling the fence, but because you feel that way and you're this huge celebrity, although you have very faulty morals as it is, they're going to sit here and go, oh, well, Nicki Minaj said I shouldn't get the vaccine, so I'm not going to get the vaccine. She's right. not going to get yeah, the vaccine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But as they, 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 younger kids look up to them. Exactly. Because we're old enough to know, all right, bitch, you ain't going to get it. That's right. On that's on you. You know, that's your opinion. I feel you. But, and I mean, trust me, a lot of people was going through, I know she also said something about women being sterile. Yeah, men and women. It's been some reports that women, no, they have been sterile after contracting COVID. Not the shot. See, I've heard, but see, that's the thing. Keyword, heard. Heard. Ain't nothing confirmed, because we just hear shit. You know, the street committee. Right. But, you know, that's that's one. That's one of the main reasons I put it off. And I have to have it for my job, and I'm going to get it for my kid's safety as well. But that was one of the main reasons I put it off. I did not want to get a vaccine while pregnant, no. not knowing, because in the beginning, they weren't testing on pregnant So there weren't a lot of research. Right. You know, now they've opened up and the, the national OBGYN and stuff has said that it's a clearance. Fine, I, I get, you know, y'all done some testing, but I'm not going to make my unborn guinea pig. Right. What you put inside my body is not what I hurts. So... I waited. She's here. Now I'm going to go get it because I have to protect them too. So if I want to go to the grocery store, I need some type of protection. You know? So when I come home, I'm not giving it off to my kids. Right. But there was a fear of, you know, what they were saying. Um, You used to have late-term miscarriages. So that was a fear that I had, you know, being 30-something weeks and losing my baby. That would have been devastating. They were talking about sterilization is making people sterile. Shit. But, you know... I got four. I, I can use some sterilization. <laughs> but you know, like keyword heard, I haven't seen any scientific proof. So I can't go out here and I mean, I'm, I'm just bam. Not on a huge platform yet. But I mean, I want to go out here and use my platform to steer people away because people right. people have died. This is yes, not a fake. This ain't no joke. This is not a, some type of fake stunt put on by, no. People have lost their lives. People have lost their loved ones. People are still dying. Children are dying. Yeah, if you don't give a babies. damn about nobody else, don't shouldn't you give a damn about your kids? Right, now the baby's being affected. So, you know, that's... That's where your mindset yeah, should change. Yeah. Because they're not going to clubs and this, that, and the third. If they are traveling, they're traveling because of you. Right care about your kids we we all say we care about our babies and want to and want to you know nut up somebody at Susie at the playground fuck with your kids you want to go fight right. fight fight COVID for your kids we got to start somewhere yeah so that's just my opinion on it and honestly turning spiritual I didn't want this vaccine per se but praying on it talking to you you know, because that's all that matters, what God and my husband has to say about, you know, our life-changing events, and I'm going to do it for our safety. Yeah, I'm getting it because, you know, even though Dizzle is on the budget, 
it ain't gonna be forever. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, I want to go do some shit. I'm, I'm, you know, hopefully in the new year, make some good money somewhere or another, and go some places. And a lot of places now, you gonna have to be vaccinated. And like, honestly, we also need to stop going places right now. I mean, yeah, but pe- niggas gonna do what they do. They are. And when I mean my niggas, just I ain't just to, talking about black people. I'm talking about to. humans, period. Yeah, just had to say that part, though. Yeah. But sat down like, for a minute. Like with airlines and stuff, they, you know, a lot of them saying they ain't finna mandate a vaccine because it's all about that dollar bill. But if you got 112 people on the plane and 48 of them vaccinated, that mean the ones that's unvaccinated, everybody could get sick. But vaccinated or unvaccinated. That's what I was finna say. They have been trying to make it a war about the vaccinated against the unvaccinated. Boo boo. If you got the vaccine, you can still catch COVID. Right. Delta, Mu, whatever. You can still catch it. It's just like the Delta, flu. Delta, Mu, Kai, Cha, ah. Yeah, it's just like the flu. It is no, there is not a hundred. Hell, that's just like birth control and condoms. There is not a hundred percent chance, okay? Nothing well, is how many people really use the condoms? I mean, that ain't my business. I'm married, so <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> but still. You call no, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just putting it out there. I'm raw dog. Show you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just putting it out there. Like, you can't put that much trust and and this, that, and the third. Yeah, y'all, nothing is 100% effective. I mean, unless you go get snip, snip, which they say that can grow. That back. still could happen, but. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it just. It's ridiculous. We just all need to stop trying to pin each other against each other. Wear your damn mask. That's that's. Well, that's, you, that's, that's, here's that's, a PSA from Dizzle on the Budget podcast. Bam and Dizzle. Wear your mask. Wear your Jimmy hats. <laughs> <laughs> wash your damn hands. Wash your hands. Wash wash your nuts and your coochies. Because you know the crazy <laughs> part is, did you hear about New York? No. So there is a hospital in New York that has shut down the maternity ward. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard about that. And said that the, the deliveries are placed on hold due to nurses quitting, you know, for them. So you telling me a pregnant woman coming up, she ready to blow. She ready to get this baby up out of her. And they gonna say, man, we need you to go back home. Uh, a never. motherfucker gonna say, I am, I feel like I got a shit. <laughs> <laughs> this baby gotta come out of me, man. How do you, yeah, how do you they drop that baby right there. Go ahead and push that baby out. They ain't gonna have a choice but to take it. Yeah. Ah, that's the catch. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, you sit in that chair in the waiting room. Yeah, Justin say stay on the stay in the hospital. Right. Just don't don't leave. I seen somebody say something so slow, and it wasn't even pertaining to this situation. They were just like, oh, if I have to wear my mask to push. I'm just gonna do it in the parking lot and sue for malpractice, girl. You that when you no, walked out, once you leave, yeah, you left. Like, and they can say that was eight that baby out right down the way room. Right, yeah, stay right in the way room. Push they ain't out. gonna have a choice because technically you ain't had the baby when you walked in there. Right. So I don't know. That's, that's but speaking of vaccines and airlines and travel or whatever, I I seen this earlier. That Southwest Southwest Airlines will no longer serve alcohol until <laughs> 2022. Reason? Because niggas, 
people. Oh, so in a few months. Right. <laughs> people have been acting damn food. Now I'm not gonna lie. If I ever get on the plane, we ever get on the plane, I'ma yeah. have me some I'm crown need, and coat, Hennessy I'm, and coat. I'm gonna need it because I might pop a pill. <laughs> Something. I don't know about the I'm about to do something. I'm scared of height. I'm a country man. I'm scared of height. Yeah, that's sad. Neither one of us have been on the plane, so we can't even. I got an excuse. Another. I'm from South Georgia. You from the city. So what that mean? You from, you from you from the city. So y'all should be traveling and shit. Well, I didn't grow up in that part of the city. I grew up in the hood, so want a lot of traveling. <laughs> People listening, this gonna be like, oh, what part of the city for y'all? Atlanta is the hood. <laughs> Where everything you get is the hood. Surprise! It's the hood. Where the Falcons play it, it's the hood. Where the Hawks play it, which is next to the Falcons, is the hood. Where all the black colleges at, in the hood. Georgia Tech, in the hood. Well, everything did, is in the I hood. I did a half or half or I was half of my life in the hood of Atlanta. And then the oh, other half, mom wanted to move us to somewhat of the country. And then I left there after I was 18. So I did, I did a half and half. I never lived in Nine South. years here, nine years there, deuce it. I'm from, I'm from South, South Georgia, cotton fields, and moved to the outskirts of Atlanta, what they call South Metro now. South Metro of Atlanta. And it's still country as shit, but, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> still ain't been on the plane. Been on the boat. I've never been on been the Been on the ship. Never, cruise ship. I've never been. I've never been on a cruise. Just remember this. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this because I hope that you know y'all hear it. It's three of us. My mom had three kids. The family took two. That says something. I feel some type of way. Cold blood. Never been on a cruise. They One went bam. on for graduating the eighth grade. They said fuck bam. Yeah, man. But make sure y'all hear this podcast. I feel some type of way. Let's put it out there. Maybe they thought you couldn't swim. Yeah, it can smell better than the other one they took. Maybe they thought that. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, never been on a plane. Never been on a cruise. Feel like I did more traveling when I met you. That was a good day. Yeah. 2016 was amazing. Okay, so uh, this 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 topic right here, I think we'll have a lot to say about. It. It's the I was reading on CNN. Yes, a nigga read. I was on. I'm on CNN a lot, which that's probably I need to stop doing it because it drove me to depression and anxiety problems last year during the pandemic. Well, it wasn't CNN the news combined too. with the news, right? There. But uh, the six signs, the six signs. It's time to quit your job. Okay, first one. You feel like you have plateaued, meaning you ain't going up. But your damn show ain't going down. Yep. You just steady. Went through that at my lesson. Right. So, kind of going through that at my job. I mean, it's a good job. Insurance wise, <laughs> pay. You know, when you get grown, you got to look at shit like that. Like, what the insurance like? Like, it's five of us. It's going to be six of us on this insurance. And I'm, it ain't that bad. The hours are great. I mean, it ain't great, but it's better than working crazy. The baby just pooped it, y'all. That was a bird. Oh, I thought it <laughs> Wrong hole, fool. Like, <laughs> like, who you said pooped it? 
but yeah, uh, yeah. So yeah, you feel like you have plateaued. That's a good. One. I feel that. One. Uh, the second one is major issues with your boss, which I feel like that should be the first one, because a lot of times people quit a job is because pay and they have a direct issue with their supervisor or manager. Well, see, it can be either or, because the reason why I left. What could be both? Yeah, it could be both. But which which one comes first? It can be either or because the reason I left, you know, we're gonna walk through these steps. But the reason I think it's more with the boss because you'll excuse the money. I mean, because certain jobs pay well. Certain jobs pay well, and that job paid pretty damn well. Like I'm not gonna lie, I miss the money. I don't miss all the hours that I work, and I don't miss doing the job that I could have been pushed up to. For somebody else to get the credit. Right. So it was an issue with the boss. One, I was supervisor because we didn't have one for months. Then you put a, a nigga over there that think I'm gonna do all the work and you get the pay. Shit. Then I go for an interview and don't hear nothing else. But uh, everybody else getting moved up. Yeah. Right. So you plateau and you issue with the boss. Whichever yeah. came first, still an issue. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You purposely procrastinate. That's the third one. Meaning, you oh, yeah. you got a deadline to do something, oh, and you me. wait till the last minute. That was definitely me. I started going into work like normally. I get in there a little earlier to make sure I have everything. You, yeah, you got to be there at seven o'clock. You showing up at six fifty-seven. Yeah, that, that was me. And you still ain't in the building. And I was smoking cigarettes back then. I'm gonna have about two, three of them so I can put up with this bullshit today. Yeah. Going in there, type up everything, print it out. Hell, I stopped. I stopped talking to the group. I had it in. It's right. your job. Yeah. I need to clean something up by the desk. Uh, I do it when I feel like it. Let me go round and round and talk and to see, real quick. I'm a bit procrastinated, so not at work, but when you know you're done, I understand that. That procrastination, I mean, yeah, I get it when I get it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, okay. Fourth. Now this is something new, I believe, in the last five years of this world a cultural disconnect meaning I'm going to keep it funky with you that just means you black your supervisor manager white they might say certain shit do certain shit that they just don't understand right now you can't do or say certain shit I believe that 10 years ago that I don't think that would be on that list I don't think it would either. But now, with all the racial tension and the, you know, people bias on religion, even though when you fill out an application, they say at the bottom of it, not race, gender, creed, religion, none of that. But you know, it's it right along with culture. It's also sexist, especially when you're working or you're doing a man's job. And and I gotta say, go ahead, because I got something to say. Because for one, to me, the job I was doing, it's an either or job. It's a man or woman job. Right. I ran, I, I did, I ran that shit pretty you did. smooth. Yeah, you did your thing. But when you got a supervisor and a manager that don't appreciate what you're doing, and the manager think he can come out and talk to you like you somebody's bitch, nah, please. You had an issue with me being a female running this shit. You had an issue with me. For whatever reason, God can only understand. And I don't, I don't care because I'm not God. So you need to take your feelings with him. But, you know, yeah, it's, it's sexism. Now, I Most will definitely. say, I ain't the biggest dude. I didn't work jobs where I had to throw 200 pounds. 
product. And I had job. You know, you remember that job I had where I had to throw up dog food, oh, yeah. seventeen hundred bags yeah. a night, yeah. and I was number one. This little ass nigga, me. I mean, I ain't the biggest. I ain't the shortest. I did that. But you telling me if you the job we referring to, <laughs> <laughs> you throwing this heavy ass shit, and I walk by, and it's a little. It might be a little want a little little lady. Or a little like woman, me, how it was. right? Throwing some heavy ass mm-hmm. shit. No help. I'm gonna come. Excuse me, ma'am. I got you. Don't worry about it. But I'm not gonna lie. If I'm walking by and I see a hefty woman able to do the job, throwing on the line or throwing boxes somewhere. Okay, so if you, you bitch, you could throw them better than me. That's my thing because I helped out scrawny dudes that I felt like you know. So you fucking up them niggas. Hey. They gonna get it. One, because I'm not right now. It was 100, <laughs> but I just gave birth, so watch yourself. I was 170 pounds. Something, you know. Something. I'm a cocky little something. I can, I can say that. I can, you know, I can, I can pull some weight. But my thing is, you see somebody struggling because there was some shit that I had to struggle with, and then a lot of the shit I was doing, I didn't even know I was pregnant. So. You know, just just have some common courtesy. You don't empty your shit. I ain't say help me with the rest of it, but if you see I'm struggling with this goddamn box of damn fireplace center centerpiece sofa set, whatever, whatever. Shit, a pack of a stack of pallets is anything. If I'm struggling with that motherfucker, help me out. I help you out. So even if you're a little ass nigga. I helped a lot of little ass niggas. See, we different. If I see a motherfucker, man or woman. If them motherfuckers look like they can take care, I'm not helping. But I felt like that was my job. The the, the the position that I was in, the person that I had set myself up to be, I wasn't gonna leave my team hanging, which is the reason why I stayed in that position as long as I did before I quit. Okay, before I just didn't show up. But you know, that's who I was. So I understand we got some new people. This shit have you not used to this shit? Some sign up. And they say it in the description. You're gonna have to live shit. Yeah, it does, but from job to job that I went, didn't nobody say that shit was that? Different (laughs) job. They be like, yeah, you got to live some 25 pounds. Then you get them like, bitch, you said 25, not 125. Right. It was some heavy ass shit. So, yeah, I did. I did look out for my team. And then especially once we started getting women in there, like, I can't. They would look at them like, oh, you can do it. Don't look at what I can do and say she can do it, too. Because I know that I was a cocky little something. You could do it, too. You can't, you can't do that. So yes, even the scrawny niggas, I help them out. Hey, I just ain't with lifting all that heavy shit. I ain't trying to bust my nuts everywhere. Who gonna clean that up if nut juice fall on the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> they gonna expect me to clean it up. I can, I need to go to the hospital, sir. I mean, what, what, what you think? My, my damn uterus juice, uterus and everything could just fell out the bottom of me. Right. They like take a fifteen, clean it up. Okay, so the next one, the fifth one is noticing you have potential opportunities of the job. Now, I will say, this the thing about that shit. When you got a job, nine times out of ten, you don't start looking for another job until you fed the fuck up. When you start realizing these six signs. But when you got a job and you start, me personally, when I have a job and it's good, I don't look for nothing else. But when I know I'm getting to that ending stage, I start looking, right? It'd be hard. Yeah. 
that's when don't nobody really want to fuck with you when you what got a, you right <laughs> <laughs> or what kind of job you got mm-hmm. or who you work for yep like nigga give me a chance fuck with a nigga game room <laughs> that's, the, that's the main issue it's like not too many people want to give chances you you can have all the qualifications you can have everything that you need but it's like a lot of times they see an employed person seems like they don't they don't they don't want to fuck with you yeah because they see you put oh this person gonna jump you no nah, nigga i'm trying to jump to something that's I'm gonna be to better like solidify some shit right don't nobody want to be stuck in the same there are some of y'all that do it if that's what you want hey kudos to you i mean i would say if you're gonna stick with a job use them use they use them like they use us i mean it could be a good job but hell like if you got a job and you got some shit going on outside of work you need to maneuver to where you know these the days you work you need to do things when you're not working right get this money on both hands right don't just sit there even try to move up because guess what? Once they fire your ass, they're going to find somebody else to come do it for less pay that you was getting or what you wanted. And then also speaking on that, like, it's not even with firing. You also got to think about you, yourself, and your family. Because there has been a lot of jobs that would take for granted you and your family. Because to them, you're nothing but a number. You ain't nothing but shit, a robot doing what they need you to do. And it's a robot a, that need a smoke break. Yeah. And it, it takes you away from a lot of stuff that you could have missed because you're like, oh, you run on the point system. I can't get these points or whatever system you run on. I can't have this. I can't have that. We got to start setting up by ourselves. Fuck your goddamn point. This is important. Right. I need to go to the doctor. I need to check on me because if you, if you drop dead, they're going to replace your ass. Yeah. So you're not going to get seen about that fucks up your family, not them, not their business, but your kids is losing a mother or a father, or you can't work because you didn't go get seen about for this after, or you miss something spectacular in your kids' life. Yep. Like, you gotta share, use these motherfuckers, how they use you. Play the, play the game, play the game. That's all it is, man. That's all it is. So the last step is, which should be, Kind of the first one, your attitude change. Once your attitude change, you start noticing everything else. Yeah. What you said, you you might be you might got to be at work at seven. You used to get to work at six thirty. I sure did. Then after a while, you don't get there to sit fifty seven, and you still outside smoking your cigarette, talking shit to people that's leaving or coming in with you. You still ain't in the building still when it's time to get That's how you know, or you ain't. You ain't checking certain emails no more. Or you ain't you ain't respond. Right. You ain't respond. Like nigga, like, I get it when I, I ain't come see back. That shit. It might be your last it Friday. <laughs> nigga send you an email and say, I need this shit done before you leave today. But right. they send that shit at 10 o'clock. You don't get off the fire. You could have got it done. What you gonna say? I I I get I, I get, get it money. Nah, fuck that. I get it to a money. I shit, just say I get weekend. it. I just tell them I get to it. You come down here, I need you to oh, I get I got other stuff to do. I get to it. All right. I mean, it kind of is what it is. You ain't giving the bitch no help. Yeah. You ain't trying to give me no more money to motivate my ass to get to it. Right. Like, All that money the government get. I don't even. You know what? Fuck it. I'm gonna say it. Mm-hmm. The government gave away all this money, right? 
Y'all can give us a little bit more because all that money went towards bills. I'm just saying. The government gave out all this fucking money, mm-hmm. right? To, to 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 citizens, to jobs, uh, to a lot of unemployed people. A lot of unemployed people. They I got mean, more than the employed people got. If you I'm truly, if you truly unemployed and you going through shit, hey, you needed that. But being unemployed, some people played the game. Yeah. And you know what? I ain't mad at you for playing the game. Shit, I am. I, I, I can't get mad at <laughs> playing a game. But my point is, the government helped out so many people. You know the one people, the one motherfuckers they didn't help? And I say this all the time. Daddy's on child support. Daddy's on motherfucking child support. Okay, now I am going to say this. We don't mean all y'all daddies out there because... um. Talking about the good ones. Yeah, because some of y'all deserve... I mean, I'm just putting out there. Some of y'all piece of shit. And it's not all. Because fathers have made a complete combat and it's a lot of women that ain't shit in these last few years. But uh, that's neither here nor there. I don't mean all y'all. Because some of y'all, you know, you ain't taking care of your kids and what you need extra money for. But there are fathers out here that are on child support for tedious reasons, for stupid ass reasons. Ladies, you know y'all be putting these niggas on child support for stupid ass reasons. So just gonna put that out there. Y'all didn't, the government didn't do anything like no, no break. You so, so, so Charlotte can get all this money, right? She getting all these stimulus checks for all these kids. You know, she got all this money. Plus, she's still getting that child support. You gave no type of break, no type of nothing for the fathers. No. So, so she got this money plus that money. Like, ain't nobody saying Charlotte, you know, for one, Charlotte shouldn't have already got them kids. But I mean, that's, that's her coochie, not mine. But I mean, just for real though, that's the one group that didn't get any help. None. And I ain't speaking about from what I heard. <laughs> I'm speaking for what I motherfucking know. So. That's the one thing about it, man. Then you drive by the child support office, they doing the fucking remodel. <laughs> Bitch, how the fuck you doing the remodel? Y'all still, t- so this, my money paying for this remodel now? Don't tell me that. <laughs> I ain't gonna do nothing crazy. I'm gonna write them a lengthy email. That's all you can do to child support. Cause you go up there and talk shit to them, but your ass gonna be in jail. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, I, I'm realistic. I'm a realistic Falcons fan. I'm a realistic man. When you ain't with somebody, you gonna have to pay something. That whole and it's crazy. The government. Hold on, listen. When, when you have a child, if you're not married, they will send you something asking you if you want to put the child's father on child support. Really? Yeah, if you're not married. They didn't ask me that for you. It was in the paperwork, TANF. Oh, it was. That's what the fuck that shit is. Yes, if you're not married. Yeah. Off the gate. You... I know they asked that when I tried to see yes, a bitch did try to apply for some food stamps for y'all. Boyfriend and girlfriend, y'all could be together 10 years and have a kid. They gonna ask, and that's how they get you. They don't tell people the shit is called Tanner. They probably gonna knock on my front door now and told all they business, but nigga, I'm letting niggas know out there. If you with your lady and y'all ain't married, she have a baby, don't check that box. Don't check it. I'm telling you. Because your ass, she gonna, it gonna send you a letter and they gonna take it out your check. And y'all gonna be living in the same house. And also, people of the the, the healthcare field, and I'm gonna just put this out there because I thought it was very funny. You do know pregnant women swell up. 
so they can't wear their rings and stuff. Don't assume because you don't see a ring on the woman's finger that she ain't married. Because I had the nurse ask me what name we was, Bitch, was my last name, name going to be taken. I looked at her and said, we're married. So tell me it's the name. You All know? right. She was like, oh, yeah. Like, you can't see my ring tan line no more. It's been off for a minute because I, you know, my hands are big as shit. So, y'all, you know, you got to come better with how you ask questions. Don't don't assume. Because I'm pretty sure I wasn't the only married pregnant lady out here that come with her ring no more. All right. All right. Well, Miss Bam, that is all the time we have today. It's been lovely talking to you and conversing about these situations, topics that we had. It has been lovely talking with you as Hopefully well. Hopefully you'll jump back on. Hopefully you'll be in the be in the hemisphere and jump on back on the Dizzle Budget podcast, maybe. Oh, you know, I will. I will. Oh, okay. I have a lot more thoughts and ideas that I would like to just put out there to the good old people. Maybe we need to bring the BAM show. I'm thinking Ooh. about it. Y'all check for that. We might be setting that up. Yeah, sounds good. Talking about some of everything under the sun. To represent for the women. Damn right. Right. You and know? I mean, ain't no sugarcoating. Like, it's, if you ain't gonna like it, don't listen. Don't listen. Pretty much. Because it's gonna be cussing. <laughs> cussing and fussing. Cussing and fussing and giving it to you real and raw as it can be. No sugarcoating. It's all you get from Bam. The Bam show. I like it. We I might like have, it too. We're gonna have to work something out with that. You might. We yeah. are this. But, but when I get the Bam show, you're gonna hop on my show and play. Oh, for sure. I'm gonna come over there and talk some shit for the niggas. <laughs> Yeah, get your yeah, get your ladies to listen to it. I'm gonna jump on there and talk my shit and stir right. up some shit. Shit, know what I like it. to do. We I'm just I try to be tamed on mine. Cause I'm trying to get these sponsorships. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it, I'm just gonna start talking shit. Man, I try to be tamed. Like he definitely tells me to watch my mouth, but I get my sailor mouth from my mother. It, it I thought you were gonna say you get it from Sailor Moon. No. No, my mama cuss like a sailor. I always have, probably always will. So that's mama. where my potty mouth come from. But hey, shit, just keeping it real. Just keeping it real. Well, bam. Hey, this is on the budget podcast. We'll check y'all next time. Appreciate y'all for listening. Uh, on Instagram, you can check out Dizzle on the Budget Podcast on IG. Just like I said, it no space in between none of that. Dizzle on the Budget Podcast on Instagram. You can check me out on TikTok. Got some shit on there on TikTok. Uh, YouTube, Dizzle on the Budget Podcast. Check us out, man. We just talking shit, man. You know, show some love, like, right. heart, subscribe. Do all that good shit, man. We just out here trying to maintain, man. But like I always say. Peace, love, and hair grease, y'all. Okay.